Hi, my name is Renita, and I am your host of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. My podcast aligns with idea of my blog of feeling comfortable with you. I'm excited to share topics and ideas with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome. If you like what you hear and see, please subscribe to the Be Your Own Kind YouTube channel. And if you're listening to the podcast, please follow me. Also in the description box, you can find my Linktree link to all Be Your Own Kind related matters, such as the BYOK merch, where we sell items from t-shirts, sweatshirts, masks, and mugs. Also, you will find our website and the links to my social media pages. Also, we are always looking to collaborate with others, such as business owners, vloggers, bloggers, or just if you simply want to share your story. Last but not least, if you are looking to promote your business, Be Your Own Kind will gladly promote you. If you are interested in details, please email me at info at beyourownkind.com. Thank you for tuning in and for supporting the Be Your Own Kind platform. Hey lovelies, it is the second week of the year and I'm hoping that you are staying on course for achieving your new year goals and keeping it intentional. Speaking of intentional, in this episode, we will be speaking with co-founder of the Chicago-based non-for-profit for-for-play, Andre Loge Jr. Being born and raised in Chicago, Andre has found a way to give back to the community by teaching the fundamentals of teamwork and other important life skills through the game of basketball. So take flight with us as Andre highlights the importance of after-school play and teamwork and let us know a little bit about four-point play. Do you find yourself overwhelmed with small business tasks? Well, Be Your Own Kind Freelancing is here to take the weight off. We specialize in assisting businesses with various administrative duties, HR consulting, online marketing, and editing services for podcasters and YouTubers. If you have a need we haven't mentioned, contact us to see if we can help. For more information, email us at info at beyourownkind.com. Leave the tedious task with us and take your time back. Well, hello, Andre. How are you doing today? Good, good, Renita. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, you know, trucking along. <laughs> Thanks for asking. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, name's Andre Lodre. I am the uh, executive director of Four Point Play. Um, we've been in operation now for seven years. Um, I am a husband with four children that I completely adore. Um, and just, you know, I'm a family and community guy. That's kind of like what I do. Um, I've been coaching basketball now for about uh, seven years through Four Point Play. I'm the head coach at Walter Christian Academy for the boys varsity team. Um, and just, you know, trying to give back to the community uh, that's given me so much and uh, just trying to help out the youth develop and grow and create an environment for them to have success. I love that. I love that. So basketball is your life. Basketball and community is your life. And family, of course, is your yeah. life. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> So I looked up the nonprofit Four Point Play, and um, I love the idea of keeping the youth in motion, especially, you know, in this tech technical age. Um, can yeah. you further detail some of the programs that Four Point Play offer? Mm -hmm. We have uh, pre-pandemic, we were doing a lot of different uh, skills clinics and camps and things like that to bring youth um, the opportunity to learn the game of basketball. Uh, since then, we've moved to virtual. Um, so we have, we're, we're heavy virtual programming now. 
uh, what we do is we try to have four weeks of four weeks, four days out the week where they're having like 30 minutes of activity. Uh, so we do a virtual camp. We try to do it monthly. Um, it all depends on the schedule, of course, like that. Um, but um, it's just an opportunity because our youth now are not getting uh, the opportunity to be active as much as we were growing up. Uh, one of the things, one of the reasons why I founded the organization was because um, when I was growing up, I always had, I was always at the park. I was always, you know, playing basketball, going outside with my friends, playing and things like that. And I just realized the kids nowadays are not doing that as much. And some of it is due to the environment, you know, not a lot of places to go to. You know, you can't go to your corner park anymore because there's some violence up there, some shootings, some killings, things like that happen, especially in our Chicagoland area. So um, trying to create an environment for our kids to have safe, safe places to go to is very important, very part of our um, you know, mission at Four Point Play to make sure they have that opportunity to have a safe place to be and grow. And also just having that social interaction. Right. You, know, you talked about our kids being more tech now, more you know, at home more and things like that and computer. And it's like, we need to understand that they also need to have to be, not be social because when they get old, you're gonna always have to work with someone else. You're gonna have to learn how to develop those skills that allow you to be a good, uh, whether it's a teammate on a sports team, a workmate at a, a you know, a coworker at a, at a job, you know, an employee for your employer. Like you wanna have those skills that translate to that type of environment. While we know we're not making sure that every kid going to the NBA and WNBA, that's not our goal. But our goal is to make sure that they have the right skill sets to be uh, productive in our society and in the workplace as well. Yeah, you make a good point. It's one thing to know to have a skill, but in order to land that job, you have to articulate that skill in an interview. Mm -hmm. You know, and you are, and those are kind of skills that people overlook. You know, um, even with now, um, I'm wondering how the children are um, handling not being able to just socialize with friends, you know, because yeah. they're in the house all the time. So just yeah. think of them being in the house during their free time as well, you know. So um, you make a good point. I remember growing up, I saw double dutch ropes everywhere, you know, yeah. people playing bas play people playing basketball. And I have I mentioned a double dutch rope to some to some young person. They're like, what's double dutch? I'm like, what's double dutch? That's like basic. <laughs> right. So you you make a point, like, are the children playing anymore? Right. right <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So um I also read that uh four point play has impacted five zip codes in Chicago? How cool is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, we do. And that's one of the things we try to do too is we try to give it the Chicago land area. So mm -hmm. we back suburbs as well as the major city of Chicago. And I think, you know, and we, we know this from being in Chicago, years ago, there's been this regentrification of Chicago. And a lot of the kids that were either in projects or in low income housing, they've been pushed out to the suburbs. Mm -hmm. and means that their economic situation probably didn't really change that much. Their location changed. So that means you got a lot of kids that would normally have a lot of resources right around them, park district right down the street, you know, things like that right close to them. You move to the suburbs, you need cars to get everywhere. You need ability, your park district is not right around the corner. It is, you know, two miles, three miles away from your home. So that changes that dynamic for them 
And so we want to make sure that even those kids are in those environments are getting some resources to them to be able to learn the sport and just have opportunity to play. And I think that was one of the biggest, that's one of our biggest focuses. Yes, we, we are trying to impact, you know, areas that need the most help. But we're also trying to impact those areas where there are kids that need help in that area as well. It may be an affluent neighborhood, but even in those affluent neighborhoods, you have a lower income class in that neighborhood and they are struggling probably even more because they're growing up in around rich and affluent people. And they are, you know, looking at the expectations of their life that I should get what they're getting because they live in the same neighborhood as I do, you know, and they're not getting it. And so we know that they need us more as well. So definitely trying to do that, but also definitely trying to bring those different zip codes together. You know, having kids from North Lawndale, you know, working out with kids from Austin, having kids from, uh, you know, Oak Park, working out kids from Chicago, you know, that, that you know, creates that equity that we're trying to look for in our, in our country as a whole, because now those kids get to have a different experience with a different culture, different ethnic background, and grow an understanding. And that fear that they may have been in before is now been kind of, you know, washed away because of that experience. And hopefully that allows them to, like you said, be a productive uh, individual and a productive adult moving forward. Right. So how do you feel gentrification is going to play into that? I know that's happening a lot in the major cities, especially Chicago. Every time I come back, it's a mm -hmm. different neighborhood. How do you, is, is that your way? Is, is gentrification like a, um, what am I trying to say? A thinking point on why you guys do that? Or was that a thought pattern? I guess what I'm trying to ask. It was a, it was a, it was a thought pattern. I think once we started doing it, we got more intentional about it. Okay. I think, um, we have to understand that gentrification is happening. And, you know, while we may not be in a position to stop it from happening or even want to stop it from happening, but we do have to create an environment where the transition can be good for all parties involved. And so that means those kids that are being pushed away or pushed to another city or town or wherever it may be, they're still getting resources as well. And those kids that are coming in, they're understanding like, you know, moving into you know Cabrini Green area has been a real gentrified area as of now they like overhauled that completely well it's not the same Cabrini Green and the Cabrini Green you saw on TV isn't what really happens in Cabrini Green every day you know there are people that live here and they go out their day they work they're hardworking people they're, and they're just living in Cabrini Green they're not criminals you know they're not doing this they're not doing these bad things and stuff like that there are good people here and it's 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 a way for us to kind of show the good sides of both people and bridge that gap using the sport of basketball. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. So besides basketball, what other contributions does Four Point Play make to the community? Oh, uh, well, we, we, you know, we are, I mean, we like the uh, little engine that could, and we all hands on deck. So if things can be done, we do. Um, recently, we've been doing a lot of different, um, you know, it was Christmas time. We helped out with a few toy drives. Um, a big thing that we're doing, we did last year, and we're continuing on this year, is um, we provide uh, equipment bags, basically athletic care bags. These athletic care bags have a basketball, two cones in them, a jump rope, a wristband, 
and a workout plan. Um, and it's a way for them, well, one of the things we realized is that a lot of youth that were servicing, especially when the virtual thing hit, they didn't have access to basketball. You know, not alone a basketball hoop in their backyard, they have access to basketball. So it was that sense for us, like, you know, we need to get the basketball in their hand because we're doing virtual programming with no hoop required, but you need a ball, you know? So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah a lot of kids, we have kids recently, like I had, we had kids that had playing with soccer balls, kids playing with beach balls, you know, but they want to do the virtual work. They want to do the program, but they don't have the equipment to do it. So it was that sense for us that we needed to uh, give them this equipment so they can stay active at home because their park district was closed. Their schools are closed. And that's where area they would probably get access to a basketball, access to jump ropes and things like that, and access even to a workout plan consistently. So we provided that as a way to kind of make sure that they are staying active at home. Um, last year, we were able to give out over 500 bags to youth in the Chicago area. Um, this year, our goal is to um, be, be done with 2020 and give out 2,021 bags to youth in the Chicago area. So um, that is our goal this year. And we're just hoping that we're able to accomplish this goal, but also that these kids get, the, get this equipment that need it and they're able to kind of still stay active at home because outside of our workouts, there's still 23 hours or 16 hours left in the day for them to actually do some exercise and activity on their own. And we want them to have the opportunity to do that. And if they don't have the equipment, they just can't do it. Exactly. And I like that because we know the obesity rate is at a high too yeah. um, than the youth. And right, right now, even, even before the pandemic though, I felt like after school programs were being cut. You know, that's, that's why I like this organization because I feel like when we were younger, there were so many, you know, after school programs with music, sports, all types of, you know, yeah. the, the, what is it, the, what was I part of? The book reading club, like anything yeah. to keep you, <laughs> keep you yeah. occupied. Yeah. So <laughs> and that, that meant what? You were getting in trouble less, less crimes were happening. You were focusing on improving yourself and learning new things. And it was just like, oh, this is what we do, you know? And now they don't get to do that that much anymore. Right, exactly. And so that's why I like organizations like this because it's like, okay, if if they're gonna cut, you know, the, the after-school programs, we're gonna be the solution. And that's right. what I need, you know, Four Point Play as the solution, you know, mm -hmm. to, to what the majority or the man thinks, you know, is not necessary for kids. Right, right, right. So I really like that. So I know that most people only view basketball as a sport. Like myself, I know nothing about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but they fail to realize, you know, that it's so many skills that is learned from the game. So besides, you know, the, the game and teamwork, what types of um, skills, excuse me, what type of um, life lessons can the children learn from the game? Yeah, and I think... Uh... The biggest, there's a bunch that they can learn. I tell you, there's a bunch. Uh, but I, what the two that I think are very important, especially now, with our youth growing up, one is confidence. I think we, a lot of the kids that are growing up now, they are not having that self confidence that they need um, to be successful. You know, uh, and so when there is someone that tells them no or someone that tells them they can't do something 
they are then, you know, I can't do it. They self-doubt, you know. And so one of the rules, we have three rules that we institute in our program. Uh, rule number one is have fun. Uh, rule number two is uh, we don't say the word can't. Uh, believe they can do anything they put their mind to. Our rule number three is that we hustle to everything. You know, we are used, we're energized. Um, so when I'm thinking of confidence, it's about that rule number two. It's about that can. You know, and a lot of our youth that we encounter, that's the first thing they tell us. Well, I can't do that type of dribble. And, I, and I, we always tell them, well, listen, it's not that you can't, you don't know how. And you haven't had enough practice at it. So, you're gonna, if you try it and keep practicing at it, you can get it. And I feel like that builds their confidence. Right. Because then they go from a place of, oh, I can't do this, to a place of, I can do this, by putting in a little extra work, understanding that, hey, you're not supposed to get it right away. Uh, one of the big things I tell the kids all the time is, you know, you play video games, you play Fortnite, you play Among Us, you play all these games you play, you don't walk into that game an expert. Right. You can't walk into the gym an expert. Everybody has to start somewhere. So don't feel bad because you can't dribble like the person next to you. You're not competing with that person, you're competing with yourself. And so we know that your competition is with yourself and you set personal goals, meaning, okay, today I can do five right-handed push-ups and five left-handed push-ups without losing the ball. Great. Tomorrow, I'm going to do 10. You know, and it's like keep building that process. And I think as they get involved in that, they build that confidence in themselves and they understand that it's not that I can't, it's that I can't, I just need opportunity and time to make it happen. You know? And so that's the one thing. The second thing I think is very helpful is resilience. Um, especially now with the pandemic that we're, happy, we're having. Uh, we've Our kids that come on our virtual program, they are so resilient because they are doing this stuff with us for the past was six or seven months we've been doing virtual programming. And they've been doing it with us and coming on there and staying with it and learning and getting better. And it's that sense that as you work at something, you're going to get better. But you're also building that resilient skill set that's teaching you that, yeah, I may make a mistake, but that mistake's not going to define you. I'm going to keep pushing to that next level. I'm going to keep going until I get this. And that resilience translates immediately to school, to, you know, future employment, you know, work chores at home, you know, like getting those chores done faster because they're like, hey, I don't have to take all day doing, put taking the trash out. It's five minutes now, you know? So, because, you know, you work at it, you get better, you improve, and it builds that resilience inside of you. So when challenges come your way, you're not afraid of the challenges anymore. You're meeting your challenges and you're saying, well, I, I conquered this left-handed dribble skill. I can conquer this, you know, math problem. You know, and I think that that's what's important in our kids definitely now, especially when they're doing a lot of remote learning, doing a lot, doing a lot of independent learning, and they just need that skill set to keep improving in their educational uh, background. Right, and you're also giving them a routine because they've been thrown out of their routine. Yeah, yeah, that routine is important. <laughs> it's important. So you give them something to look forward to because in 2020 it was really hard to look forward to anything and i can imagine that as an adult so as a kid 
yeah. I get mad and it's like, well, and I can't look forward to seeing my friends. I can't look forward to, you know, playing on the sport, you know, the team sports or anything. So, you know, um, I like the fact that, like you said, resilience, they like, oh, yes, yes, it's time to do, the, you know, the boot camp. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's funny, we have a lot of kids that are excited about it. We're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're excited about this virtual stuff. <laughs> You know, it's, for us, like, it's, it's funny because our coaches that work with us, we're so used to being in person. It's hard for us sometimes to be virtual because we're like, we just want to reach across the camera and tell the kids they're doing it this way, do it this way. You know, you feel like sometimes they need a touch to kind of make them do it right and you can't provide that for them. So I feel like we feel it too on our side. And we're just trying to be resilient for them so they can get that skill set as well. You know, that's that's how we kind of do it. I love I just I just love what what four point play is doing. I was reading the site and I'm like, oh, my God, they do so much. And, you know, I don't know. I just love it. I love it because once again, you mentioned the skills that you mentioned that, you know, can be developed in the game. I feel like that sometimes get overlooked in school. Yes, mm -hmm. you need to know how to count, read, you know, but I don't think school prepare you for life in my mm -hmm. opinion. You know, I don't think they prepare you for how to deal with difficult situations or how to pick yourself up, you know, if you fail and, and things of that sort. So I think extra like once again, extracurriculum activities are important. So Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So um so let's talk a little bit about you. One question for you is what personally drove you like to be a part of four point play? Like do you have a personal story that connects you to what you do? Yeah, I mean, um, we started Four Point Play. Um, I played basketball my whole life, basically. Um, I went, you know, played some college ball. I played a little semi-pro too. Um, and then as I got older, I started realizing that a lot of the youth are just, you know, um, missing out on they're not they're not getting a lot of good coaches to be honest you know and the game of basketball for me was not going the way i thought it should be going you know and i know i couldn't i, I didn't have the you know the uh i guess the wealth and the, the power to change it on a professional level so it was an opportunity like for me to, under, to understand like the way you change things is through the future is through children you know, and kids and youth. And so I knew that if we can train our youth better and give them better opportunities to learn the game, then we're gonna have better basketball and athletes moving forward. So for me, uh, one of the, well, I think one of the big uh, instances that kind of really made me dive in, my oldest daughter was on an AAU basketball team. And, um, I went to one of her practices. And at her practice, uh, she wasn't the best player on the team. They had a, they had a girl that was, that was pretty good. You know, they had a couple, couple of girls that were pretty good. And I watched her get beat the same, same play, same way, every time. And the coach never taught her how to stop getting beat. But he, at the same time, congratulated the person that kept beating her. And so for me, afterwards, you know, of course, it's my daughter. I was like, I pulled it to the side. I was like, baby, <laughs> this is why you was getting beat. 
we got to stop doing this, you know. And of course, when I was showing her that, the, the coach came in and tried to like, you know, co-sign with what I was saying with her. And so I realized at that point is that we need some, uh, we need coaches that are looking out for all players, not just the ones that are good. And that's how you make the game better. You know, you teach the game in a way that everybody can learn it. And so when I looked and I saw that, I was just like, I was just so hurt for my daughter, of course, you know, personally, I'm like, oh my God, he let my baby get beat like this. <laughs> you know? But at the same time, I was like, I was hurt for the game of basketball and for the youth that were being taught this way. And so I, from there, at, really after that practice, I went really more aggressively in founding and starting four point play. And uh, I think that for me, that was the beat. I think the last, the one instance that kind of really pushed me and drove me forward. I love that. I love that because you, you see that even in movies where the coaches like I, I see a lot of a lot of college movies like that and they're trying to um, they push the star players so they can you know go to the NBA or and even in high school they push them so they can get the scholarships they can say hey I was their coach you right. know with them when they were a kid but what about those ones that didn't get the scholarship like right. what, what's right. for them right because even still like those kids can have success too, you know? You know, because right. everybody's not making it to the NBA. As a, as a person that tried to get there, I know that the percentages are super low. And so when you got a team of 15 or 18 guys, kids, maybe one of them is getting to the professional level. So what are you doing with the other 17 kids? Right. How are you preparing them for success in life, success in a career? you know, in a workplace, you know, things like that, you know, showing them how to be an entrepreneur, all of those things, you know, like, so if you can give them that skill set when they're young to translate into that environment, they're going to be more productive because those are the people, because let's be honest, the people that's making the money aren't the people, aren't the athletes, it's the people playing at, playing the athletes. So the Mark Cubans who never played basketball a day in his life, but he owns the Dallas Mavericks, you know? So the, he's the one that is really has the power to change. So you may have a role player on your team that's an A student doing great and may move to that level where they are millionaires and billionaires. You want that person to have that same skill set and understanding. So when they get to that level, they understand like, it's not just about me, it's about the people around me. It's about my community, it's about, you know, my family, my friends, making sure that we're all improving and doing better for our society as a whole. And that's that's what's important, you know? So it's, it's really trying to have that mentality and that perspective when you're working with these, with the youth. Exactly, and technically in the team, there are no star players, we're all- We're all one. Yeah. Right? You can't do, there would be no Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. There will be no Scottie Pippen without Michael Jordan. I know you them. Know? <laughs> you know, it takes it takes you know so it takes a person to, to know their role and be comfortable with their role to make sure collectively you can have success as a team, and that's definitely something that you know you learn. Is that's the intricate part of teamwork, understanding your role, but also understanding the importance of your role. You know, everybody's not made to be scoring 50, you know 30 points a game. We need somebody to get five rebounds, two assists, and three steals. 
those are people that are important too because if you don't get that from that person maybe you lose by five points you know and so that changes the game so you have to understand everybody's role is important so have pride in your role do your role understand what you're doing and also commit others that are doing their role all right and these are some life skills i feel adults and you you actually have programs for adults at four point play don't you yeah we have we we piloted one last year we're trying to uh do it do another one this year uh we it's, it's been a little bit i think with the pandemic we tried we're trying to figure out a way how to get to more adults um it's difficult i think we have a, a, a virtual programming coming up but we're trying to what we're trying what we're trying to do is really bring families together more. Um, so in the future, we're going to have some family-oriented programs where the kids can, you know, work out with the parents, you know, or the guardians or grandparents, whoever, whoever the household may be, you know, having that, creating that type of environment because we understand that, you know, you grew up with your habits, you teach those habits to your kids. Right. You know, and, you know, Everybody's not growing up with good eating habits, with good, with uh, healthy habits as far as working out and exercising and things like that. So we want to create an environment for the parents to get healthy and also for the kids to learn how to stay healthy and be healthy for the remaining of their life and hopefully teach their kids how to be healthy. So that, that's kind of like the approach we're trying to take moving forward as a way to kind of bring those adults and youth together. I like that because that's the only way it would change because the children are right. not buying the groceries. They're not, <laughs> you know, they're not implementing the activity. So if if the head of the house is is being more responsible and you're retraining their brain and teaching, you actually instilling skills in them as well. You know, yeah. it'll trickle down to the youth. So it's one thing for um, for your organization to instill it, but when you go home, it's kind of similar to a parent that's trying to potty train. Well, uh, a daycare that's trying to potty train their child but the yeah. parent is keeps putting the diaper on it's not right, <laughs> it's not right. so yeah. uh, that makes a lot of sense because yeah. I mean as parents we know this we know that when you ask somebody and you say to your kid like I'm trying to potty train and vice versa too you trying to potty train your kid at home in the daycare instead of putting diapers on them you it's, it's not gonna work so we gotta be working together as a team to make that happen so that's definitely true yeah yeah, awesome. So at BYOK, we have a type of question. If you, mm. if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be? Oh, my goodness. One word. Oh, goodness. Uh, oh, my gosh. That's always, I've, I've heard, of asking, somebody's asked this question before, and I never have an answer for it. So let me think just for a moment, that you put me on the spot to think about it. <laughs> one word. <laughs> one word. Um, Oh my goodness! Uh, I would say, and and I feel like this is these. I'm gonna say two words, but I feel like they're synonymous. I don't know, so I'm gonna say dedicated and loyal. You know, so and I would say like they're synonymous, but I would say I'm leaning more towards dedicated. I feel uh, my view myself. I'm dedicated to my purpose, and you know, my purpose I know is to impact the community. I'm very well aware of that. And so, you know, I'm basically taking the skills that I've developed over the, my lifetime to impact the community. I'm dedicated to that. 
And I can see that you are. I see, I follow, of course I follow Four Point Play and right. I see the dedication and I see the post and I see that. And it, it, it does intrigue you, you know, like, well, what are they over there doing? <laughs> well, it's Four Point Play. So, I mean, on behalf of, of parents, you know, and, and people who are concerned about the youth, you know, we thank organizations like Four Point Play. We thank coaches like you because sometimes the coach is the only parent that a child is unfortunately sometimes that's the only parent that a child you know has and i'm glad that you don't you know there are a lot of coaches out there um that misuse their power you know that break down a child but it's good to know that there's a coach that is actually looking to build up a child you know and and not just try to use them for some type of um fame or some type of notoriety you know so yeah 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 so go ahead yeah, I was gonna say that was that's very important. I think our kids need that opportunity. They need somebody that's gonna treat them with care and with love, you know. But you know, someone that's also going to be their advocate, you know, their champion, you know. And I think that is what we strive to do. We strive to be these kids' champion to allow them to make the mistakes they need, they want to need to make, so they can grow and learn from those mistakes and become better. On you know, at the end, you know, uh, I heard a few years ago. Uh, someone asked me because we were talking about my son and I was like you know my son is having some issues and they were like well do you want him to be a good kid or do you want him to be a good adult and I was just like oh I want him to be a good adult and he's like well you gotta work him through these mistakes he's, he's having as a kid and you know from there I was just like my perspective was like oh that's what I gotta do you know and it changed my thought about the things that he's doing you know, that he was doing at the time and like move into that place like, okay, you may not be getting everything right. You know how sometimes parents, you want your kids to be, you gotta be doing this, like this. And he wasn't doing this like that. And so it was like, for me, I had to retrain myself. Well, you don't gotta be doing this, but you gotta be working to this. And that's the difference, you know? And so we gotta have that mentality with our youth. We can't expect our youth to do things a certain way. They're doing the things the best way that they can. And they just need somebody else that's going to step in and hold their hand and work them through getting to the right way to do things, the better way to do things, the more efficient way to do things. Yeah, and I agree with that. The most annoying thing to me is when someone is complaining about kids don't do this enough. Pull up their pants. They need to know how to do Okay, well, what are you doing to help them? Help do them, them right. Teach them another way then. Instead right. of complaining and watching them fail, don't watch them fall in the hole. Right. <laughs> help them out say something to them that's out of love you know and I think like because reality is those kids are wearing sagging their pants and they're making a statement you know and that statement is that you know this is I mean I don't care how I look per se I'm not dressed for this not just that this is how I want to dress I'm making a statement and we've seen that throughout generations right. every generation makes a statement in their attire your clothes can be a statement you know we back in the day when I was growing up we had crisscross. People, kids wearing their clothes backwards. You know, it was a statement. It was a statement that you were trying to do something and go against the grain. And that's what kids want to do. You know, but that's, if, when we say that that's bad and that's wrong, I think it I think it puts them in a box. Instead of just saying like, you know, you explore your creativity. That's great. You know, at the end though, this is what we need to be. You know, understand that there's a, a way to dress in this environment. There's a way to dress in this environment. You know, when you're with your friends, you can dress like this. When you're at work, I dress like this. You have to just show them the different ways to do these things. 
And once they learn that, they'll be fine. But when you just ultimately tell them the, the thing that they came up with to make a statement is wrong, bad, stupid, dumb, whatever it may be, then I think you're, you're, you're setting them up to lose that confidence that they're trying to build up in themselves. Right, then they don't feel good enough and then they grow up with that not feeling good enough. Not they, good, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. You get them now while they're moldable because we know mm -hmm. anything with Play-Doh. When you first get Play-Doh, you can mold it, you can do all types yeah. of stuff. After a couple of weeks, it's hard. It's, it's, what, it was, it's what it's gonna be and right. that's what children are. The last <laughs> you made was what that gonna be forever. <laughs> Whether it was a, a ball or a rock or whatever you make the last, it's just stuck now. You like, I throw this away. Right. So, and I, that's what I, I, I'm sorry to say, I think we're doing that without you. We are, you know, throwing them away for the most part, not willing to invest in them because we're not taking that time to do that. And the time to come from love instead of just, you know, pointing out mistakes and failures. Because that's right. not going to happen. No, not at all. So where, where can, you know, for parents that's interested, you know, for being, um, for enrolling their children or for them enrolling their family to be a part of Four Point Play, how can they do that? Yeah, so we have our website. You can go there. You can register for any of our programming that we have. Our website is the number four, ptplay.org. Um, and right now we have our um, after school virtual uh, basketball camp coming up. Um, it's going to start January 25th. Um, and it's going to be, it's basically what we do is a half an hour, Monday through Thursday. They hop on at four o'clock central time, we work out with them for that 30 minutes. We're giving them some inspiring words as well. Um, we try to, especially with after school, we try to give some, we have different topics that we have each week. So one week may be confidence, one week may be resilience, one week may be respect. So each week we are talking about that topic you know, that word of the week, if you will, um, and just giving them examples of how to use respect or how to be respectful, but also how to, you know, um, show respect to other people when you're doing things for them and when they're asking you to do things, try to teach them that skill set. Um, and so we do that every week for four weeks. Um, it's a great program. Um, and our kids learn basketball, but also learn that extra skill set and hopefully translate that into their everyday life. Um, and then, you know, we have a YouTube channel you can subscribe to. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, just search Four Point Play. Uh, and we have a lot of different um, drills up there on our website. We also have a couple of our, uh, on our YouTube channel, we have a couple of our um, trainings that we've, we've done virtually up as well for you to kind of get a see of like what we do in our trainings. Um, and you can subscribe to our channel, you can check out our drills, you can do your drills. We have drills you can do at home and things like that. You can do it, they can learn on their own. Uh, we also have a section where we are for parent resources. So um, we have a, a life coach that works with us and um, she does video, my wife Candice, every, I think we have like seven, we have a seven, seven videos up right now. There's different issues that you deal with the athlete. And she's talking about those issues and giving you the opportunity to have some uh, dialogue and some resources about how to deal with athletes in certain situations. Because, uh, you know, I think one of, a lot of the issues they deal with, you know, competitive, how to deal with that competitive nature. Some kids are too competitive, uh, <laughs> you know, that happens. And then you also have, uh, she's just talking about um, like being a, a good winner and a good loser. You know, that's the issue too. 
So just having those different resources available for parents um, is definitely important um, and allows the parents to be better support systems for their growing athletes, if you will, aspiring athletes. So yeah, so definitely subscribe to us our YouTube channel, check out our website, and you can get all of our, you can sign up for all of our programs you want to on our website. Most of our programming is free. Um, so um, it's definitely a good resource. You know, I know that gym class hasn't been gym class lately in school that's virtual now. So it gives you a chance to give your kids some extra activity too, that they may not be getting in gym right now. Yeah. Okay. Is it for all, all genders, both genders? Yeah, yeah. So it's boys and girls. Um, okay. We probably try to keep it ages eight and up. Okay. Um, so just to make sure that they're able to kind of be on their own and the parents will have to like sit there and watch or sit there and help. Uh, we've had some younger kids that are a little more advanced be on there as well. But, you know, if you sign up and you come on and you're there, you know, we're going to work with you. Okay, okay. So anything else you'd like to add before we sign I, off? You know, just thank you for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. It's been a great conversation. It's always good to kind of talk with uh, like-minded people. And I love what you're doing with Be Your Own Kind. Um, I think this definitely is something that needs to be out there more and definitely something positive to kind of show what we're doing in our different spaces and the community and things like that to help people out to see that, hey, you know, we see enough negativity. We need some positive stuff too. And I think I love your platform that you're using to kind of really bring out that positive side of what's going on in our different communities. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. Thank you for being um, um, a guest on our um, our platform. I've definitely learned a lot about Four Point Play and just a lot about, you know, life skills, you know, and, and children, you know, and how the game is not a, just a game. You know? yeah. So thank you again for being a part of our um, podcast and for um, thanks to everyone that listened. Until next time, don't forget to be your own kind and be kind to each other. Bye. Bye, everyone.